Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Rick? Hey, George. How we doing? Doing fine. Good, good. How you been doing? All good, man. Good so far, man. How about yourself? Uh, just got off work. So I'm just chilling, right? Nice. Yeah, same. Well, today is August 1st, and welcome to the Spotify edition of Name of G Podcast. I have a guest today um, coming out of Denver, Colorado. Um, his name is Ricky. Um, got anything you want to say to the people? No, just thank you for having me, man. Hopefully we can put on a good show for y'all, and hopefully I can uh, teach y'all a little bit about my city here and, you know, get y'all up to speed. All right, well, tell me... Tell me a little about a little bit about yourself. What was your first introduction to sports? Well, I was uh, for starters, I was born here, born and raised Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, went to Thomas Jefferson High School, played a little football there. Um, but my first introduction would have been um, my dad. He uh, put me in soccer first. Um, you know, he thought I was going to be a soccer prodigy, and um, so that was my first introduction to sports. You know, growing up, but then. You know, in middle school is when I got first introduced to football. Uh-huh. And that just stuck with me, you know, throughout my whole high school career. And, you know, till then, till now, actually. So, yeah. Okay. This is as you play. Um, so I played a little bit of everything. Um, I started off as a defensive end. Um, I wanted to play quarterback originally, um, but, you know, <laughs> just that never worked out. Don't we all? Because so, uh, I was a bigger, I'm a bigger set guy, so you know that that never worked out. So uh, and I ended up playing a defensive end, and that's kind of where I thrived at. So, um, but I also, you know, coming from a soccer background, um, I was also the kicker. So I did a little bit of that too. So yeah, yeah. For um, for me, I I would say my first introduction was probably basketball. Um, we used to always play basketball in the neighborhood, and to this day, that's something I do sure. in my first time. Um, okay, okay. That wasn't a, a a bad answer. My next question is, being from Denver, because, you know, Denver is a bigger market, and, you know, I'm from Arkansas, which we don't have any uh, professional teams. Right, right. Uh, the Razorbacks are everything to Arkansas. <laughs> Go Razorbacks, eh? <laughs> right. Um, so what are some of your fondest memories being a sports Denver fan? Well, some of my fondest memory would have been definitely Super Bowl 50, you know, um, bringing the championship home um, after – Let's see, how many years was that? Last one was in 1998. So, right, you know, a few years ago. I mean, 20, 20 something years, or you know, um, that we seen the Super Bowl around town. So that was definitely it. You know, the city basically shut down. I mean, I could tell you exactly where I was when we won, and exactly, you know, during the parade. I went to the parade. I mean. I remember being late to the parade. So um, actually, it was I was actually in high school at the time when uh-huh. we that Super Bowl. And uh, I had a teacher that wouldn't let me miss his class. Right. So what I had to do was I had to go to his class and be late to the parade just so he wouldn't call my mom that I ditched to go <laughs> to go to go downtown and watch the parade. But we got to the parade, you know, and we caught a little bit of everything, the speeches and all that. So that was that was probably my fondest memory. You know, Super Bowl Fifty for sure. Okay, um, tell me what were some of your emotions throughout the game? Because I remember that Super Bowl. That's uh-huh. the that's a Carolina Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It was Carolina. It was definitely shaky to start off with. You know, I mean, we were coming off of a uh, it was a you know a season to where you know like most seasons in Denver, we always have a defense that carries us to the. Super Bowl, but you know what they say, you know, defense always wins championships, and that was definitely the case, you know, here for Denver for, you know, most right. of that year. So, I mean, you know, at first our offense wasn't moving the ball. I mean, it was definitely nerve-wracking. And then I believe, you know, after Von Miller did that strip sack, you know, in the second quarter, I believe it was, 
then, I mean, from there, I mean, it was, you know, we definitely got this. That's the moment I knew we were going to bring the championship home for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, moving on to my, moving on to my next question. What is your favorite sport and who is your favorite player from this sport? Well, my favorite sport would definitely have to be football, you know, and the play I just mentioned, um, you know, when Vaughn Miller had that strip sag, I'd have to say he's definitely my favorite player. I definitely think I tried to revolve my game that I play personally through him, that goofy, you know, dancing around, you know, that kind of goofy play. But when it came down to business, you know, it was business, but like everything else, you know, he's just got that, you know, kind of loosey goosey about him type of vibe you know so i definitely take after that for sure okay because although i'm from arkansas i'm a new new england patriots fan okay okay <laughs> that's a rivalry around here man you can't be saying that around here <laughs> hey, when i get down there i'm gonna let go <laughs> Just don't say that out loud, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you get, you got to give, you know, we've definitely had some good games with New England, too. I mean, you know, and Brady will tell you that his, you know, toughest time was when he came to Denver, you know. You know, he just always had bad luck here, you know. He also had good luck here, but, you know, he would say, I remember him saying one time that, you know, Denver is the toughest, you know, place he ever played, especially those rivalries between, you know, the Patriots and the Broncos, so. You know, we definitely had some good games. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, I definitely remember that uh, AFC Championship game. Uh, I think that was the year y'all won. Yeah, that was the year we went into overtime. You know, Brock Osweiler came in. You know, it was a close game. But, uh, you know, in overtime, they hand the ball off to Noshaw Moreno, and he took it home. And that was, you know, that was crazy. I mean, I we absolutely erupted, I remember. So, yeah, those, those good times, uh, good times for sure. <laughs> and I hope I'm hoping that we can get Mac Jones on together and create some new good times. But we're gonna see this upcoming season. Bill Belichick's gonna figure it out, you know. Bill, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah, he's gonna you figure know. out defensively. I just wish he would hire somebody. Of course, I know he won't because his ego. It's definitely that old style coaching, you know. Um, they're set on their ways. I mean, you can hear it around the league these days that you know these old coaches are set on their ways and you know run first, you know punch you in the mouth type of offense, which the league is evolving these days. So you know it's going to be hard to keep that up, but Bill Belichick will figure it out. You know he's going to figure it out. Yeah, he's gonna have to do something because everybody else was able to adapt. Why he can't? You see, yeah. Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. pass happy now, and they used to be running back, running back. You, yeah, that's true. This is true. He's gonna figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving to something more recent. Um, how did you celebrate the Denver Nuggets winning the 2023 championship? Oh man, it was crazy around here, man. We basically burned the city down. <laughs> That's how I burnt the city down. <laughs> nah, I mean, it was close. It was close. It was basically a uh, Eagles championship here when the, you know they burned the city down just like that, but just not as bad. Oh, okay, okay. It was fun though. It was it was fun though. We definitely got a little crazy, but it was it was a good time. I mean, you know, just the forty what forty seven year drought. Can't remember right now when, but never won the NBA championship. So we definitely you know had had a little bit of a party, just a little bit. <laughs> what do you personally do? Me, um. So let's see. The night we actually won, I was, unfortunately I was working. But I was definitely watching the game on my phone, yelling like a crazy person. My coworkers will tell you, uh, you know, what the heck is going on with this guy, you know? <laughs> and uh, finally, when that final, you know, buzzer, you know, buzzed, man, I was screaming, jumping around, giving high fives, hugging my coworkers. And they're just like, what is going on right now? You know, it's just been so long, you know, a long time coming. Um, so, yeah, that is, is fun for sure. Okay, are you? I know you're from Denver, but are you a big Nuggets fan? Yeah, yes, I am. I'm definitely a 
uh, would consider myself a Colorado fan, if that makes sense. I support all Colorado teams, you know, even if they're hot, you know, even if they're hot or even if they're cold, doesn't matter, you know. I bleed those Colorado colors, so. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it to be any other way. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Okay, sticking with the Denver Nuggets. To me, at this point now, this is a blasphemous question, but should number fifteen be retired for Carmelo Anthony or Nikola Jokic, and or both? And my next, my my follow up question to that is, how do you? How did you feel? when Melo left for New York in 2011. Yeah, let me see. let's see here. The first question, um let's see. I I personally I'd give 15 to Nicolo. And the only reason why would be because of, you know, he brought that ring to the city. Right. I mean, not not saying that Melo didn't come in here and do, do his thing. You know, he definitely we were close. Um but I definitely give it to, you know, uh Jokic for sure. I mean, he just put that whole season on his back. I mean, there wasn't a time where, you know, I mean, even these past years where we've been close, I mean, he would carry the team. I mean, it was always him, you know. Um, it was, you know, he had nobody back. You know, other than Murray, of course, you know, but he would definitely deserve to be retired as my number 15 for sure. Um when Melo left in twenty in twenty eleven, I mean it was a it was a tough goodbye, you know. I mean he came in, did his thing, you know. I mean, I thought he was gonna be our guy, you know, to took the to get that ring. I mean, you know, he was he was just unbelievable. But then again, I mean, it's been a constant, constant story to where uh, you know, the Nuggets only had that one guy that shines, you know. Um lucky enough this year we were lucky to have, you know, a whole team put together, but Colorado or, you know, the nuggets have only had the one guy throughout, you know, all these years, you know, that shines. And then the team sees that and they'll pick them up right away. And, you know, we're back to, you know, square root, you know? So, I mean, it was just a matter of, you know, finally getting a team together this year and, you know, getting it done. So, but it was definitely tough. You know, I would have liked to see him stay and, you know, get that you know shit but it is what it is so see my personal opinion with that is that situation turned out good for the nuggets because that's how y'all got uh jamal murray with one of them yeah that they got from the Knicks. yeah that's true that's but true carmelo if he was gonna go to the knicks mm-hmm. he just played that season out in denver and then just left for the free agent that cover was bare. That's why they didn't really have good team success with other than, you know, with mm-hmm. other than him and Amar Stoudemire just not being a good mix. No, yeah, they definitely didn't click. So I mean, being, you know, seeing that, I mean, not that I wish bad on anybody, but it was like, you know, yeah, you, did, you, you should have. You should have, you know, you should have. You got a lot, Ricky. You did. <laughs> bad on them. You know, so, you know. <laughs> No, never. But you know, it's it was like a, it was like a not a I told you so moment, but a like you know you should have stayed, you know, or you know you should have played the cards a little better. But you know, it was it was, it was like I like you said, we got married and we started building the pieces, and you know, from there, just got to where we are now. So you know, I can't really say fate doesn't have a way of working itself out. Right. Um, my next question is because he was a second round pick. So, depending, on, I'm really interested to see what your answer was. Is excuse me. What is your opinion? What was your opinion of Jokic when he first came to the Nuggets, and what was your first impression of him? I think my first opinion when I when we heard. Um, you know, who we took in the 41th pick, I was like, who? Who the heck is this guy, you know, from Serbia, you know, never heard of him. You know, I was like, well, great, you know, what a wasted pick. This is my first impression, you know. Somebody who's probably never going to see the court, you know. 
you know, big body, you know, which is good. And, you know, maybe somebody to take up space. But that was my first impression. I was like, uh, you know, who who the heck is this, you know? And uh, come to find out, you know, he was going to be the next, our next NBA championship, you know, win us the NBA. So that was that was definitely my first impression, though, was uh, who who is this guy, you know? See, when I think of Jokic, and when, well, when I just think of the situation, I just always think that, of course, because they, they front office, they get to see him day to day and how he worked. They, mm-hmm. That's why they didn't trade him. But I saw what if they would have trade Jokic instead of Nurkic? Because, you know, mm-hmm. Nurkic originally was also on the Nuggets as well. Of course, he was, he was yeah. The Portland Trailblazers now. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I always think, what if they went the other way? But of course, you get to see both of them. That, mm-hmm. What their skill sets were. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, no, he he definitely after he got here and you know started working him out. You know, you could see it was gonna. He definitely had potential, which you know I'm glad they saw that. You know, not saying that Nurkic didn't have any potential. You know, because I mean, look at him now too. You know, but. You know, um, just happened to work out in our favor. Ricky, so. to me, Nurkic, Nurkic really ain't got any better. <laughs> you don't think so? Well, nah. that's true. That, I mean, you know, you, you have your opinion on him. But, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still playing. You know, he's still in the league. So, yeah, he's still stealing the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's still in the league. So, you know, he's doing something right. So Yeah. Um, another Denver question as far as the what I'm saying. Well, this one I'm I'm gonna switch more back to the football side. Okay. Kind of like I just did um earlier with the Super Bowl. What were your feelings at the beginning, middle, and end of the 2023 season for the Denver Broncos. I mean, you're gonna put me through a roller coaster, man. Because <laughs> we was high, we was riding high. You know, we was less ride mentality. You know, everything was looking good. Man, I mean, there was definitely high hopes. You know, Russell Wilson's in the house. You know, um, Nathaniel Hackett. You know, is our head coach. Real offense mentality. Real strong. You know, he's coming from Green Bay. Just you know got off a of coach and Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in my book, you know, of all times, you know, that's definitely going to retire in my books as one of the greatest quarterbacks, but that's food for another thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were flying high, you know, we were less ride mentality. Um, you know, it was good. <laughs> Life was good. Things were looking up. We was on the come up, we saw, you know, and then, Middle of the season, let's see. I think we played – we were coming off a loss to the Titans in the middle of the season. And I was like, man, we, we got to either win the – we got to beat the Raiders and, you know, we can we got to turn it around right now. And we're coming, we're coming in and we go into overtime with the Raiders. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's now do or die. They get the ball. And we have who is supposed to be locked down corner – you know, just coming off the, you know, off the draft, he's supposed to be the lockdown, you know, p- bring the football field to one, cut the football field in half, excuse me, <laughs> you know, and they throw it right over him to Devontae Adams, and he says he's not ready yet, and, you know, that's when I figured, I was like, you know what, this season, we'll try again <laughs> next year, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I think, and then a couple games later, Russell gets a concussion against KC. You know, we we thought we could have beat him. And, I mean, it was just up and down. If you look at all those games, we're in all those games, though. I mean, all those games were close. I mean, so he just, just happened to, you know, not fall our way, that, you, know, you know, last year. So Yeah, because I remember I was watching um, Skip and Shannon, like, around the, towards the end of the season for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Remember him saying, I remember uh, Shannon saying, because he was talking about where the defense was ranking as far as points per game. And he was like, if the offense just scored, I think he's, I think he said 24 or 20 a game. Right. right. Like 10 and 3. 
Yeah, no, yeah, if that, I think it was that that close a margin. You know, we if we put up like 20, 25 points, I think we would have won most of those games, and it would definitely, you know, flip the tables. So, um, just a you know, just a tough season. You know, we, you know, like any team in the NFL, they get, you know, it's just didn't fall our way. So, yeah, okay. Uh, we're getting ready. We're 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 at the point where we about to get ready to start going towards preseason. We got many caps going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think we had the first day of camp yesterday. So yeah. going to the season, the 2024 season. Do you think Russell Wilson can be quarterback for the Broncos? <sighs> I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, <laughs> but here's let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you what, that's you know that's Russell Wilson. At the end of the day, that's Super Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson. You know, you know. I think I think he still has it. I think he still can do what he did in the Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? So, I think you know the way he was able to cut weight this off season too, you know, I mean, last year he just didn't look like Russell Wilson. He looked like Russell Wilson, ate Russell Wilson. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I think, you know, though, I think he's, he's in a better headspace this uh, season for sure. And, you know, last season was just, I, I mean, he had too much leeway. He was definitely a diva. Um, so, but I think um, putting all that aside, I think if he, you know, He's still one of the hardest working quarterbacks out there. I mean, you know, that was his mentality, and I think he still has it. So, you know, just put your head down and grind. So I think he's got it in him to still be that elite quarterback for Denver. I mean, what do you think, though? You tell me You tell me what you hear on your side. For me, Russell Wilson, <laughs> I mean, he still is a – he's still a top-10 quarterback, in my opinion. He um probably around seven to ten, but he's still a top ten quarterback. Yeah. Um, I just think that Russell Wilson got a little full of himself from you know his last season in uh Seattle mm-hmm. and over to Denver with a new head coach and a head uh, someone that ain't never been a head coach, just been an offensive <laughs> coordinator. For sure. So I just think that he got a little big headed and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that he going, he got a new coach that's coming in. That's a little bit more militant, you know, Sean Payton is kind of in the mode of uh, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, those type of uh, For sure. headsets. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead. No, you're good. I, I was done basically. Just back picking off of what you said that he's you know he's got that old style head coach mentality. Um, continuing with that, as a fan of Denver Broncos, what was your opinion on uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> um, let's see, Hackett, man, he was. Uh, to start off, you know, everything was looking up, you know, I mean, he, from what we thought, you know, he put Green Bay and them in the best position to win. He, you know, he was been around Aaron Rodgers and, you know, and Coach McCarthy and, you know, all the, you know, what we thought was experienced coaches. Um, So it was, it was definitely hard to see when he got here that he just didn't know what he was doing. Um, So... You know, it was it wasn't that it wasn't great towards the end for sure. Uh, you know, and leave it at that. <laughs> Personally, my mindset on hiring offensive coordinators that have like all time quarterbacks, like with Tom Brady or hell, even with uh, Patrick Mahomes right now, like. I would, if I was someone that's in a brain trust of making them type of decisions, I would always be leery of hiring offensive coordinators that have great quarterbacks. Cause I mean, when your quarterback great, it's hard to differentiate um, 
who was responsible for making the things happen. For sure, for sure. And then, I mean, Broncos have that history, too, of uh, hiring coaches who think are the next, you know, come up. I mean, just look at what happened a few years ago when we hired uh, uh, Josh McDaniels here, you know, the offensive coordinator from the Patriots, you know, at the time. And we thought he was going to be, you know. So, I mean, we've seen this happen before. We thought he was going to be some, you know, guru, you know, offense court, you know, head coach that, you know, we were missing, but it turned out to be the same thing. I think we went 4-11 and 11 that year. So, you know. So, yeah, it's just, it was just tough. And, you know, just, you know, high hopes for these new coaches that are coming up, but, you know, just falling short, especially in the case of, you know, the Denver Broncos. So, Okay. Um, what do you think Sean Payton – We'll bring to the table for the Broncos next season. And are y'all going to make the playoffs? <laughs> well, I mean, Sean Payton, man, that's Sean Payton. You know, he's he was the – he's, you know, the you know, New Orleans Saints, you know, definitely have him somewhere, you know, in the Hall of Fame soon, you know, in their ring of fame, you know, because I remember – I don't think – it's it's either very few or none at all that, you know, they'd miss the playoffs with him or, you know, they'd be pretty close. And, you know, he is a Super Bowl coach, so, you know, he's got that Super Bowl and he, you know, was coaching one of the top, you know, all-time quarterbacks, you know, in Drew Brees. So, you know, I think he definitely brings something, you know, that, like you like we've been saying, that old school mentality, you know, that, you know, that stuff's not going to fly around here mentality, right. so. Um, I definitely think he's, he's he was one of the better choices out of the you know hiring. So I'm I'm happy with it for sure. And are we gonna make the playoffs? Uh, you want to yeah. talk about playoffs? Can we get to game one first, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm ready to guarantee. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. What, what, what are you gonna? What are you saying? What are you guaranteeing? Ah, we for sure gonna make the playoffs. Oh yeah, okay. People, right. people, like that, man. people got us finishing fourth in the division. I gotta, I gotta see game one, man. That's me. I gotta see game one because they're saying, um, you know, out of all the analytics that I say, they're saying we might go ten and seven and miss the playoffs. So I mean, even that's you know that would just be our luck too, you know. So. Well, the Raiders are the Raiders. <laughs> Week one, man, home opener. <laughs> Week one home opener. I'm ready for that game, man. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know about that. How about I let you know after week one if we're gonna make the playoffs or not? <laughs> well, week one I always fit our game, so I, I, I always. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We gotta fill them out. We gotta fill it out, you know. Before I start giving you these bold assumption and you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you gotta give me some time, man. You gotta. Oh, you stand on it, Ricky. You gotta, you gotta be able, like Skip said. Yeah. <laughs> the diehard Bronco fan in me says, "Yeah, we are gonna win the Super Bowl, man." But you know the, the logistics and the, I, you know the sense. I, I'm willing to go that far. Right? <laughs> win the Super Bowls and all that. Uh, that in, you know, see, that's what I'm saying. I can't tell you if we're gonna make the playoffs or not, man. So, you know. Yeah. I hear, but don't be scared, Ricky. Don't be. Scared. <laughs> I'm scared, George. I'm scared, man. <laughs> the season we've had, man, the couple of seasons we've had, man, I mean, it's it's just been, you know, scary situation around here. So. No, no. I, I completely <laughs> understand. We so. had a defensive coordinator as an offensive coordinator. I completely <laughs> understand. So, that yeah, makes man. no fucking sense whatsoever. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, things weren't making sense around here, you know. So, I mean, we had – you know, just just animosity between, you know, offense and defense. I mean, you saw the game. You saw the game where Mark Pysell was telling, you know, what look to say, you know, let's fucking go, you know, to Russell Wilson, you know. Like, you know, like kick it in the gear. Let's figure it out, you know, because it's just been the couple seasons we've been having. And so it's just been – there's just been a dark cloud, feels like, over the Broncos for the last few years. You know, with the quarterback situation after we lost Peyton and just the hot seat, you know, the revolving door right? in the head coach. So, you know, for me Where to say if we're going to make the playoffs or not, I mean, we might, we might not. I mean, 
It just depends. Like, you know, it's just like the weather around here. Is it going to snow? It might. It might not. <laughs> uh, that's hot as hell from what I heard. Yeah, it's been hot, but it's definitely been a wet summer over here. So. Yeah, I heard from my wife. Yeah. Uh, so. so my next question is, what is your top five Denver sports legends? Top five Denver sports legends. Man, going all the way back, huh? Let's see here. I definitely have to put John Elway in there. Of course. John Elway. You can't, you know, can't forget that all-time running back, Terrell Davis. Okay. TD. Um, TD, you know, uh, coming into more recent, I have to put Peyton Manning up there. You know, how can you not put the sheriff in there? Okay, okay. Came in and changed the culture around. And then, let's see. I definitely put um, Champ Bailey in there. Okay, okay. Bailey, one of the definite, you want to talk about a lockdown corner. <laughs> and, yeah. of course, you know, my idol, the the one I have to take my game after would be Vaughn Miller. Okay, so, okay, okay. It's not know. a bad It's not a bad list. That would be my top five for sure. That's <laughs> not a bad Okay. <laughs> this is one of the most talked about – Sports topic in the history of talking sports, I'm assuming. Well, at least recently, anyway. <laughs> Who and why? <laughs> oh, man. This is just an ongoing, isn't it? Right. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I, I lean towards MJ, man. You know, I just definitely, he just had a different, you know, type of dog in him. I mean, if you go look at the the stats are right next to each other. I mean, you know, I think LeBron is one off from tying his record, uh, MJ's record. I think in NBA championships, I think, or they're but he too. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I definitely have to go with MJ. I just think if you were to put LeBron in back then, I don't think he would thrive. I mean, back then, not saying that it's football, but the NBA was a little more physical back then, just a little more animosity to it, you know, back then, to where I just don't think, you know, LeBron could flop as much as he does. And, you know, I'm not saying LeBron is, you know, just a flopper, you know, because he says he's not. But I just don't think if you were to put MJ in this league today, I think he will thrive. And I think that if you were to put LeBron in MJ's back in the day, you know, playing against – you know, some of the toughest players, you know, back then, I just don't think he would be able to, you know, dish it out, you know, like he does today. I don't <laughs> mind your choice because if you go, I'm a LeBron fan, but if you're going to make me choose between MJ and LeBron, I'm going to choose MJ. Okay. But as far as your point on the physicality and you saying LeBron wouldn't be able to make it in their time. I don't agree with that because up until like the second three P Michael Jordan was like 190. Yeah. And to me, I'm talking about just physically. Right. LeBron, LeBron and MJ's athleticism is probably on par, if not the same. And then LeBron is two, no, LeBron is three inches taller and 75 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily agree with that because LeBron basically is Carl Malone. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Yeah, but let me ask you this, George. Uh huh. Do you think MJ would have gotten swept by a team? As far as what? <laughs> as far as in the NBA Finals. Are you talking about like if because to me, if you put, if you give MJ the 2018 team, if you get MJ, you give MJ the 2017, because I'm gonna. For my people listening and even you, when I say this comparison, I don't I'm not making it player by player. I'm mm-hmm. just saying with somebody just being a scorer. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, MJ is more than a scorer. You know, he's an all-time defender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But his calling card is, you know, getting buckets. Right. I just don't think, um, you know, I just don't think LeBron this year put the team on his back like he normally did. You know, and that was, you know, for the longest time, I mean, they were neck and neck. But And I'm not saying that they're still not neck and neck. But to me, I just don't think MJ would have allowed you know, the Nuggets to to sweep them like, you know, like the way we did this year. I mean, he just, um you know, I'm just going to say he folded this year. You know, he, you know, and it, not just saying because, you know, he definitely, he, his team didn't back him up, you know. I mean, you know, half of his team was injured and all that, but I just don't think MJ would have at least pulled a game or two out. I mean, you know, did you see what, not not get swept. MJ? Cause my thing, my thing with that is, as far as LeBron as he currently is, you're expecting, and everybody else is expecting. Of course, because you're so great, people just expect that from you. So you're expecting, and I say you're. I'm not necessarily just talking about you. I'm just talking about in general. Mm-hmm. You're expecting 2000. 12 LeBron to be 2023 LeBron. <laughs> and that's that's the problem for me. Yeah. LeBron is doing things, of course, like I said, he got swept. It is what it is. Yeah. He, they didn't, I feel in some ways, they didn't give Denver en- enough respect as an opponent and in other ways. LeBron didn't, didn't play well at all times, and AD didn't play well at all times. Yeah. D'Lo, who is supposed to be the third wheel or the fourth wheel, depending on the night between him and Austin Reeves, right, right. he had a horrible series. For sure. No, for sure. It was definitely a culmination of things, but we're just talking in, the, in general. You know, it's hard to have this conversation with anybody who either, you know, goes to MJ because it's just hard to compared with the time difference and everything, you know, I mean, it's hard to have this conversation and, you know, at the end of the day, we'll just never know, you know, I mean, cause it's going to be to somebody LeBron into another, you know, MJ. So, I mean, we can agree to disagree, you know, right. and agree. So <laughs> um, I just think that's uh, that, you know, it's just going to be a never ending who, who is the better, you know, who's the goat of the right. NBA. So, you know, only time will tell because who knows, you know, you never know who who's coming up next. You know, you know it could be. can't even I can't even imagine nobody because, you know, to, to, to mostly everybody general consensus is whatever order MJ, Kobe, Brun, mm-hmm. and it's everybody else, you know. You got Shaq, you got Will, Kareem, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Russell, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all the greats, you know. So, um, I just can't see nobody like currently playing making it into the into the goat conversation outside yeah. of LeBron and MJ, you know, Kobe. Yeah. Rest in peace, he's passed away, and, you know, yeah. he retired a long time, a little bit ago. For sure. I mean, for a while there, I mean, you could say he was in the conversation, too, you know? But, see, for um, some people, for some reason, people penalize Kobe for, as, as far as being in the GOAT conversation, mm-hmm. penalize Kobe for being an MJ clone. Like, we already seen mm-hmm. this story before. You right. Putting it in a different package. Yeah, I mean, you could have said that too, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he got it done. You know, didn't matter if he was, you know, an MJ lookalike. You know, the stats are the stats, and you know, the buckets are the buckets. So, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, you can look at the stats. Yeah, and, you know, so, I definitely feel you. So you know, just it's like 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 we say, it's just agree to disagree. You know, with that, and 
I just don't think there's ever going to be a, you know, answer to that. Until the day come where we can get a, a hot tub time machine. <laughs> Man, let me know when you find that, man. <laughs> I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to steal LeBron from 2012. <laughs> steal MJ from, uh, I'm going to say, 93 or 96. I'm like, all right. Yeah. This- We're going to settle it right now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to settle this once and for all. Um, what is your all-time starting five for basketball? Oh man, that's hard, man. That's a that's a good question because you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta have the you gotta have the greats in there. I mean, you gotta have Michael Jordan, of course. You gotta have him. Give me a LeBron James in there. Give me a Kobe, rest in peace. Um. Give me a Shaq. Uh-huh. One more. I'm going to say, you know, and this might not be, you know, this might hurt some feelings, but give me Curry, man. Curry? No. Okay, so I'm a Matt. I'm assuming you got Curry at the one, mm-hmm. MJ at the two, Kobe at the three, LeBron playing the four, and Shaq at the five. Yep. See, mine <laughs> necessarily isn't that different. It's just that my personal preference, honestly, the the way I look at sports, you know, like, like, like I'm gonna say, like for football, in my opinion, you can't be a Tom Brady fan. Yo, yo welcome back. Hey. <laughs> we got about ironed out. Sorry about that, fellas. My bad. My bad. Oh, uh, you are good. You are good. Yeah, um, jumping right back in, man. I mean, you were saying about your uh, your starting five. Yeah, my starting five is a little different. Not too. It, it's not really. It's really not that much different from yours, okay. honestly. I would have LeBron at the one. Okay. I would have. Mm, <laughs> it's not that different, is it? <laughs> I would have LeBron at the way, Kobe at the two. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's not that. Uh... Not that easy, is it? <laughs> it actually is. It, it, I, I I know it. It's just that I'm like, I'll probably switch it up. I'll probably have LeBron at the four, Shaq at the five, um, Kobe at the three, MJ at the two, and T-Mac at the one. Okay, T-Mac. All right, I like that. Because for me, before before LeBron, T Mac was my favorite player. Okay, there you go. Yeah, just vice versa for me. It was Curry for me first. You know, who caught my attention. So that's why you know he's in my my starting lineup. So you know, until this day, you know he's he's making splashes. You know, uh, he's the Warriors, so. right. <laughs> so. You know, they were actually favored to win it this year, too, weren't they? It's about this upcoming season? No. Previous. Yeah, they were. And then, yeah. I, whether it's because they're getting older or whatever, it was a horrible road <laughs> team. Yeah. I mean, they, they also were able to put that super team, you know, together, what, three years ago? Yeah. they had uh, Curry, Draymond, um, who else did they have? Man, I can't. It was the reason, yeah. Play Iggy. Mm-hmm. That was just loaded just up. Dominant team. I mean, just like the super team. So. Okay, we're getting towards the the end. Um, better Denver QB. This could be a blasphemous question, but you know. John Elway or Peyton Manning? 
Who do you think I'm gonna go with? I don't know. You could, you could be a goofy motherfucker and say uh, Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, I'm not. So, I mean, of course I'm going to go with John Elway, man. Back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, y'all saw the film. I mean, he gave up his life for that Super Bowl. I mean, you know the helicopter. The helicopter uh, I've been thinking about it before you said it. Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, gave his life up and, you know, said it is what it is. And we're going after that play. You know, I didn't get to watch the game live, you know, because I was like two. (laughs) But, you know, when I went back and saw that whole game, that was the time I was like, okay, you know, he definitely at that moment knew we're about to win this. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I mean, he's just been a legend here, you know, through all these years. I mean, he's hadn't stepped away, you know, till recently, you know, where he's, you know, part of the front office now. But, you know, throughout the whole you know, these few years, he was our GM, you know, he was our insider. So, you know, we have a saying around here that says, in Elway, we trust. So. No, I shouldn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, hasn't done good, good these, uh, you know, couple, what, three years, four years, but, you know, in Elway, we trust. And, you know, so. I thought he stepped down. He did. He did. Oh. He did, but uh, it was what uh, two uh, two years ago. Uh, George came in and took over George George Payton. So, okay. but uh, the uh, like I said, the previous years it was in LA we trust, but it was not. I mean, it's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand that. Um, I would guess my next two questions would be kind of like stuff that's going on right now. What is your opinion on a running back situation in the NFL and what would be your potential solution? On a running back in the NFL. I mean, the NFL is just hard right now. Um, You know, teams are, you know, picking apart teams that win the Super Bowl every year. I mean, right now, I cannot see a running back situation in KC. I mean, the AFC uh, is just tough right now. Not just the AFC West, just the AFC in general is hard, you know. Um, so, I can't see KC going back. But Oh, oh I think you, mis- you misinterpreted my question. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, like, because, um, you know, NFL, I mean, for as long as I've been watching NFL and for me, like, just actively watching, I've probably been watching since, like, 2006 or Mm -hmm. Mm 2007. And running backs have always got the short end of the stick when it comes to contracts, getting cut, negotiations. I was asking about that. Like, what is your opinion on the state of the NFL running back and if you had one, what would be your solution? Well, like I said, you know, I mean, up the salary cap, <laughs> you know, the salary cap is what's holding these teams from being able to run it back, I think. Um, like, because, I mean, it also, you know, it's kind of playing it fair, too, you know, to where you can't just build a super team, you know, so it keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think definitely, like, if they were to up the salary cap. But, you know, in the end, even if they do, you know, you're still – players are going to want more and more, you know, for their services, which they deserve. But um, I think it's just going to be hard, you know, to be able to keep a, a whole intact 52, 52, 53, 53-man roster, you know, intact, you know, after a Super Bowl championship. Okay. I mean, me personally, I would make it to, I would structure like running backs contracts to only be like two or three years. I'm talking about when they come out of, when they come out of college and when they get drafted. Mm -hmm. That way they can potentially get their money early if they come out the gates like Jonathan Jonathan Taylor did. Mm -hmm. Or the way Zeke did. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Or uh Adrian Peterson. That way they can go and get that money up front 
because really what's been going on is you play, you, you ball out your whole rookie contract. Right. And then depending on what age you are when you came into the NFL, because really they be feeling by the time you 28, you done. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to the NFL, contract depending on what age you is they really don't be trying to get him that contract that's why Jonathan Jonathan Taylor requested a trade today mm-hmm. because he was a leading rusher in last year no not last year year for last I think mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher last year but he was had a big coming out party in his rookie season mm-hmm. and I don't blame Jonathan Taylor for like I want my contract now. No, no, for sure. I have to. I definitely have to agree with you on that one. I mean, you know, being the NFL, you're always, you know, there's always that thought, and you know, hope it never happens. But I better, you know, cash out now before you know I tear something or I break something or, you know, you know, God forbid you have another, um, you know, um, you know, just a awful accident happen, you know. Right. So, yeah, you definitely, I can definitely understand where he's coming from. And, you know, organizations at the end of the day, I mean, just see them as a, you know, as a bottom line and as a doll, you know, it's just another number, unfortunately. Right. But um, I definitely, I definitely respect Jonathan Taylor for, you know, asking for, you know, his money because he definitely deserves it, you know. So, you know, just because the team, you know, isn't winning, you know, and of course the football's a team sport and all that, but, at the end of the day in the NFL from what I keep hearing is the NFL is, you know, dirty and they're going to do you dirty. So, you know, get your money. But that's get the thing. Unless, cause I, I'm trying to remember who, cause I don't think what, what quarterback that got in place right now. I know who they drafted, but I don't know if he's going to start tonight, but mm-hmm. until Richardson become, you know, who they hope he going to be. Uh-huh. Jonathan Taylor is their best player. Uh-huh. So with him being that best player, you would think they want to would want to pay him as such. Oh, for sure. But to me, it's a bigger game going on because, you know, the owners are always in cahoots. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, and then, too, as fans, we don't know what the numbers are. You know, we don't know what the numbers look like, too. We don't know who, you know, where they're spending their cap in, you know, or what they're thinking or, you know. So, I mean, we who who's us? Who are we to say, you know, pay the man too, you know? So, at the end of the day, you know, what the bottom dollar looks like. And, you know, but, you know, you know, kudos to Jonathan Taylor for asking for his money because, you know, I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, hey, I balled out for you. It's time to, you know, time to sign that check. So, I can see, you know, a little bit of both sides, you know. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I just hope, you know, going forward, the running back situation get better. And I just hope it where they got to be on some unionizing and going on strike type shit for running. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, yeah, no, for sure, because that would just definitely ruin it. Um, Not ruin it, but, you know, just not not be pretty for the NFL. And I'm sure they don't want to see that happen either. You know, I mean, that'd be the last thing. Could you imagine, you know, NFL running backs on the pick line? <laughs> I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then you listen to the media too, all over. And they said, Oh, running backs are easy to find. And, you know, you can find them anywhere these days. And, but you really can't, <laughs> you know, I mean, good running backs are hard to find and they say you find them anywhere. So, I mean, I sure as hell don't know where they're at. I mean, I, I get, I get that to a certain extent because you know you can, you can probably sometimes you can find you a, a, a diamond in the rough. Yeah, but that's sometimes they're saying they're laying, they're scattered out here, like, you know, like they're all, they're all. We got a running back problem. Like, there's too many running backs out here. Right. Is what they're saying, like, it's hard to find them. Like, say what it is, it's hard to find running backs out here. You know, don't be going out there saying it's hard. You know, all oh, running backs are everywhere. You can find running backs anywhere. You know, and this is why, you know, they don't want to sign them because they're, you know, they have that mentality of, oh, we can find somebody. So that's just what I don't like. But that's just me. 
feel the same way because like for me, not only with everything you just said, like with just the the construction of teams, like <laughs> imagine Tennessee without Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Giants without Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Like those some running backs the to different teams mm-hmm. are the offense. Mm-hmm. If I'm a running back and I know I'm the team offense, I need my books. In your opinion right now, who is the face of that franchise? Of what what franchise? Of the Colts right now. If you if you think of the Colts, who is the first player that pops in your mouth right now? Taylor. Exactly. So exactly I, what I'm saying. Exactly. They don't have um that I know of of star other than who they just drafted, but they don't have that the, Jonathan Taylor right now is the face of that organization. And that's why it's such big news, you know. And this is why you should pay the man. This your that's your future right there. Lock him in right now. And then he uh, he twenty four. Yeah. Young man. So I don't know what they're doing, but the Colts should need to figure it out. Yeah. So um what do you think of the Damian Lillard situation? Of the who? Damian Lillard situation. The Damian Lillard situation. Uh-huh. You know, as far as him wanting to go, he want to be trade. He, uh, like, I want to say it's almost probably been a month by now, or it's just been a few weeks. He requested a, he finally requested a trade from the point. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, he uh requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers, but he's saying he only want to go to the Miami Heat. Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Must well. be under <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. That's that's tough though, because I mean, only have only holding your sights on one team. I mean, that's not a lot of options for you. Um. You know, as a, you know, I personally. Personally, I coming out of high school, I had that same mentality that, you know, I only wanted to play for this school, you know, when they didn't even send me a partial scholarship, you know, to play for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not a definitely not a good look. I mean, in my opinion, you know, that's why I had. Also, I, mean, you, I mean, you want to play for a team, you want to play for a team. I mean, what can you what can you tell? You know, what can you tell the guy? So. If he wants to, you know, just have his eyes set on one team, then. But see, the, the, the thing with that situation is they obviously, Miami obviously don't got something or enough of what uh, Portland it mm-hmm. hasn't happened to this point. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Damian Lillard is not like Bradley Beal, who mm-hmm. asked for a trade and was able to pick where he wanted to go because he had exactly. no trade. Exactly. So, like you said, he doesn't have enough bargaining, you know, in him. Because why hasn't the deal happened yet? If he, if he, you know, publicly said, "I want to go play for the, you know, for Miami," why, you know, hasn't Miami reached out and said, "Well, let's get it done," you know? So, you know, another report came out that. Miami, you know, is eager to make the deal, but Portland ain't really just been taking their phone calls because mm-hmm. I guess of their initial talks to start with. Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's another tough situation because he's, you know, you know, they're gonna be the ones to say, okay, you know, let's sign over the let's sign over the, you know, let's get you over there, you know, or because at the end of the day, they have that power, which, you know, what can you do there? Right. So we're just going to see as the summer progresses uh, what come out of this situation. He might get traded. Hell, he might not. There'll be a crazy situation. At the third overall pick and took mm-hmm. somebody that played his same position. Mm-hmm. Initially, his replacement. So, 
It's going to be interesting to see how that play out. I mean, it's very hard in today's day to see, you know, as a as a player to be like, hey, you know, it'd be real nice to go play over there. You know, I wonder what it's going to, you know, what it take or if they want me. I mean, I just can't see that in this day and age. Just, you know, it's ball out until you get the phone call anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just feel with that, you know, NBA, they handing out mass contracts like hotcakes. Like uh, <laughs> Jack Brown just became the highest paid NBA player ever. <laughs> Five years, $304 million. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I hear like that. That's That's going around like crazy, too, in the NFL. I mean, go look at Justin Herbert's contract. You know, now he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, then, you know, so I mean, that's it's just getting absolutely insane out here. Like, you know, people, organizations are throwing money at players like there's nothing. So, yeah, I, getting, getting crazy out here. <laughs> just getting crazy out here, man. Okay, Ricky, this is my last question. What you got for me? <laughs> And don't and don't don't answer it scared either. <laughs> oh man, I'm already shaking, man. I'm shaking at the knees, George. <laughs> oh, with the Denver Nuggets repeat next season. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want me to answer it as a as a new fan or as a longtime fan? Which one? Which which answer you want? Whichever one. Whichever one. You <laughs> oh man, you know the the you know the. The little boy in me, the you know, the young fan wants to say yes, you know, but the long life fan, you know, wants to say no. I don't think we're gonna do it, man. I mean, the NBA is just so hard right now. I can't. I mean, it would be nice, but I just don't see it, man. You're supposed to have confidence in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could sit here and tell you, you know that oh yeah we're gonna go back we're gonna run it back and we're gonna be able to run right through the phoenix like we did we're gonna be able to run right through lebron james again like we did i mean i wish i could sit there and tell you that but even you i mean what 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 do you think do you think we're gonna be able to run through lebron james and you know the stacked phoenix team you know that are gonna figure it out this year probably you know just because that's a new team that they just put together the only reason we won was because they just didn't have the chemistry yet. And you could see it. You could see it game, you know, you know, all those game, game two, there wasn't enough chemistry there. And, you know, so they're going to figure it out. And I just don't see, I just don't see us running. I, we, okay. We're going to get close. We'll be in the playoffs. I can tell you that. Unlike the, unlike I can tell you about the Broncos, but the Nuggets will be in the playoffs. I can tell you that much. Oh, for sure. It would be catastrophic if they didn't make the playoffs. No, for sure. So we'll be in the playoffs for sure. But can, can we run it back? Mm. I'll see you in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? I mean, you tell me. What's your opinion on that? As far as Denver goes, it honestly, of course, they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to be a top four seed more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um. It honestly depends on the matchup. Mm-hmm. Because if Phoenix get a point guard, because mm-hmm. they're on running Bradley Bill at point guard and uh, going with that, if mm-hmm. Phoenix get a point guard, we'll see. But mm-hmm. I honestly just don't believe in Phoenix because, of course, they got Frank Vogel as their new coach who is going to try to help them on a defensive side. <laughs> But I honestly feel – I feel the Lakers probably going to come out the West next year. Okay. Because the team they've been able the, – the pieces they've been able to put around, mm-hmm. um, LeBron and AD going into you know, this sure. they, Then they're going to get healthy. They'll get healthy. So that will definitely be a strong team for sure. And then out the East – Depending on what they do, I honestly feel we're going to have a – I'm going to either say that the East is either going to be Milwaukee or Boston. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, I mean, like, like I'm saying, man, I mean, it's been, it was, it was our first, it was our first, you know, and we're going to be hungover, you know, it was our first championship. We're going to be hungover. So, you know, don't hold us to it. <laughs> we're going to be hungover, man. We're going to be hungover because, you know, we did it big this, you know, this year. So, which, you know, I'm totally okay with, but. You know, I definitely don't want it to be another forty some years, but you know, I think you know what it, it shouldn't. They should they should be they got a young team, so is because I mean the only thing they y'all lost was uh role players, mm-hmm. which is important, but you're gonna have Jokic, you're gonna have uh Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. you're gonna have Murray, you still got um KCP, mm-hmm. so as yeah. long as they they keep that core together and mm-hmm. continue to put pieces around mm-hmm. them, they mm-hmm. all be in the mix the next for sure. five years or so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at all those games, we struggled, man. We were definitely a second half team. If you look at all those games, we was a second half team, and uh, they're gonna the NBA's you know watching the film. They're gonna figure it out. You know, if they can figure out a way to stop the duo, you know. Stop Murray and stop, you know, Nakotage where, you know, that handicaps us, you know, that cripples us. I mean, you know, if they could have figured it out, it was just, you know, stop Murray and stop Jokic, you know, from getting hot. And, you know, it would, we, we would really had nothing, you know. So, you know, they're going to figure it out um, this upcoming year. They're going to watch the tape. And so, I, that you know, that's why I just think. We're not going to, you know, we'll be up there. We'll definitely be in the conversation, but I just don't think, you know, we're going to be able to burn it back. Okay. okay. Well, my man, Ricky, you got any uh, closing statements you want to make? Nah, man, I just want to thank you for having me, you know. Hopefully I can, you know, come back and, you know, we could talk about some of the stuff we talked about today and see, you know, if I was right or wrong. Yeah, we otherwise, you know, I appreciate you for having me, you know. To all the listeners out there, you know, I thank, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And we definitely can revisit this uh round football time. <laughs> and um get back on the show. And hopefully by that time we'll be in person because hopefully I've been in, headed that way around that time. Sounds good, man. I'll show you all the spots when you get here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is your man, G. Um, This has been another episode of Entertainment G Podcast. You can follow the Entertainment G uh, fan page on Facebook. We're on Thread, Instagram, and eventually I'm going to make my way to YouTube. I promise. Um, But be looking for, you know, a new entertainment podcast uh, going forward. Um, so I'm excited and I hope y'all are excited as well. But yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> What'd you say, Ricky? I said, I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. It's been another episode. Peace. Later. <laughs>